Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, new customers, when you sign up using promo code DNVR, you can make any $5 bet on Super Bowl 57 and get $200 in free bets if that wins only with code DNVR and only with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. I am Patrick Lyons. And I'm Susie Hunter. Patrick. How was your weekend? Very eventful, it oh, seems like. Let me answer the question for you. It was quite eventful. Not as eventful as your team going to the Super Bowl, oh, which is nice. What a time to be Susie Hunter, but we can talk about that later. We've got more to talk about, don't we? We actually have. We have very relevant things to talk about because... <laughs> more Rockies a, news than ever. You had a conversation with Rockies owner Dick Monfort that everyone is talking about like this is being talked about on all the networks um it is viral on twitter um it's it it was a lot it 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 was a lot i i I don't really know where to start exactly uh sometimes you got to be in the right place at the right time and 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 those things lined up if you take care of the little things the big things take care of themselves you always say that see how that ends up working out but no this was (laughs) a a pretty cool event that i've been going to the last couple years uh, up in Greeley, the friends of baseball they raise money for the the community up there in youth sports in weld county Mm -hmm. and uh, they have the breakfast of champions as they call it and that was a place where ahead of the 2020 season dick monford said hey i I think we got about a a 94-win team had he said this the year prior after they had come off back-to-back, you know, winning seasons, uh, had challenged for the Dodgers uh, for, the, for the NL West, mm-hmm. that would have made sense. But after the 2019 season, there definitely was somewhat of a downswing and there weren't a lot of moves that were made in the offseason. Um, and of course, did, no one had a 94-win yeah. season in 2020. That's right. Yeah. And so he stayed away for a couple of years, came back and uh, talked about there being... You know, four four prospects in the top 100, which is great. It's something to be proud of. Yeah. It was definitely something in the letter that went out to season ticket holders, which, mm-hmm. you know, is is kind of funky that um, you, you sort of have to discuss your prospects maybe more so than your actual on-field big league talent. But that was the case. That's uh, kind of where we're at right now, though. It is. Yeah, it is. Uh, and again, it is very exciting. He, he thought maybe there could be about 15 names. Uh, he later did sort of say, okay, maybe about 10 names should be in the top 100, which I don't know if that's ever happened before. That would certainly be up there towards a record. I think that eight was be, the most this year. That would be very impressive. Yeah. yeah. Who, had, who was eight this year? Uh, I, I can't remember what team okay. it was exactly. Maybe, maybe it might've been Tampa Bay, but again, oh, that, well, why to be, it be? <laughs> a couple teams had seven, but like, again, to be in the top 100 is these are players with really high ceilings. Like yeah. these are going to be players that very well are going to have uh, likely like an all-star appearance in their future. Mm-hmm. If you're not a top 100 guy, you can still, you know, be a perennial all-star. I mean, Trevor yeah. Story pretty much did it kind of on the outside, mm-hmm. um, but he said that and then also added that, you know, I, I think we can be a 500 club. That is the quote that everyone has latched uh, on to. Yes. The, this could be a 500 club. Yes, which I only interpreted it as, and there were there were a lot of interesting uh, interpretations or interpolations, depending on uh, <laughs> your vocabulary. Uh, but <laughs> I, I, I was just surprised because I, I just don't see this current roster as it is playing 500 baseball. Now, if everything were to go right, I think they could be close. I think they probably could be. Mm-hmm. But how many seasons or how many teams can you point to and say, actually, everything did go right. Everything did go really well. Mm-hmm. Um, Nothing ever all goes right. Yeah. Yeah, very true. That's I think it's not how it works. That's not baseball. Yeah, that's true. In 2007, I don't think it it all worked out 
well. I mean, they were they were sitting back of the of the only wild card at that time mm-hmm. um, by five games or so with like two weeks left to play, and it was really just a matter of all the right teams losing and them winning out. Um, and 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 they did that. And so you know, you, again, you, you tip your your cap to them for that. But uh, nevertheless, that was that was really surprising and. Just put it out there with, with no comment, and uh, a lot of people said, "Yeah, they're not going to be 500, um, especially with their lack of moves that they had made in the off season." One real true free agent. They signed two, but Jose Urania was a resign. Yeah, um, they did make a couple trades for players, you know, and and we know Connor Siebold was a guy that they just got uh, mm-hmm. a week or so ago. So they got some big league pieces, mm-hmm. but not the the kind of you know roster changing pieces that gets you to 500. So there was that, and there's also some people. Kind of their comment was like, "This is the confidence that you have. Like, are you proud of this? Like, that's a good thing." Yeah, that's one definitely one of those statements where it's like, okay, in a good way or a bad way. Right. So yeah, that it really took off. Um, how did you interpret it when you first heard it? Because you actually heard the the tone of voice and the sure and all the other context. There was a little smattering in the crowd um, at the initial comment that we can be a, a five hundred club. Um, of, of people kind of really being, you know, su- surprised at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I think just just looking at the roster, what it is, and and knowing who's in their division. Now, I'll say this: one of the things that you know, Montfort said in our um, nearly one hour conversation mm-hmm. was that you know there's a balanced schedule. So now they play the Dodgers less, Giants who always seem to have the Rockies number. Mm-hmm. They play them less, Diamondbacks, which is probably a good thing right now. Yeah. They are improving. <laughs> yeah. um, Monfort did acknowledge that the that the Diamondbacks, you know, are are getting a lot better. They're they're a step ahead. Bill Schmidt has even said that um, this past off season, and and then the Padres. Yeah, I want to talk about what he said about the Padres because he yeah. he had he had stuff to say. Yeah. So everyone in the division is obviously going to be you know a challenge, and now the the schedule is more balanced, so they're going to play other teams. But the Yankees will come to town now, mm-hmm. so like, eh, careful what you wish for. I mean, to each his own. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, the comments about the Padres were were interesting. He actually um, called out a player by by name, sort of saying, "Have you ever heard of this guy?" And I had. No one else did in our group, but I, I had. I, I didn't know where he where this player was up to, but he's on the Padres. I, I thought he was uh, with another organization at the time, which he was. That's when I at first kind of caught a glimpse of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of pointing out that like, hey, this is a guy that's on their roster that you know might might be in in line for a starting position. That's not necessarily a championship quality club. So, I think he he very much has has the take of of some folks who, um, if you can be kind of a a purple tinted sunglasses type of homer and go, hey, I'm tired of hearing about the the Padres. Just because if you win the off season doesn't mean you know you're going to win the World Series. No, absolutely not. And just because you lose, I would say the Dodgers have lost the off season, right? I yeah. mean, look at all the guys that are playing elsewhere and look at who they brought in. But you know they're still going to be there at the end. Yeah, I, I'm assuming they will be there at the end. Sure, sure. Because I, I always say it, like the Dodgers just always have something up their sleeves. Oh, they do. Always. Uh, they absolutely do. Um, obviously, the Miguel Rojas trade, which I'm not sure if we, we might have briefly mentioned that, but uh, that was a nice little pickup from the Marlins uh, for shortstop. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the Padres are kind of like the darlings of MLB in a lot of ways, and they got Juan Soto. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he, he did point out that, sure, Darvish, Snell, Musgrove, that's a formidable top three. Is it as good as the Rockies' top three? You know, um, I don't think Dick was actually saying that much. Mm-hmm. But then he said, you know, kind of uh, every spot after that, fourth, fifth in the rotation, um, guys like Nick Martinez, who, who they've got, um, 
there's there's just as many question marks for the Padres as there might be for the Rockies. And I I, I don't necessarily agree with that. Now, mm-hmm. you know, he, he did also get into some financial things, which I thought was super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because again, he's he's a part of that on the on the owner's side as far as negotiating the CBA and yeah. um and and discussing the fact that the you know, that the Padres, they, they kind of did something different uh, in their market with, with, again, bringing all these players, but also raising their prices. And they got a great response from, from Padres fans. Like, mm-hmm. they're still going out to games, probably because they really like the, pro- the, the product. How much did they raise prices, and when did they raise prices? I'm, I'm not sure. I guess it's, it's maybe it's happened over time, or maybe it just happened this offseason. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I, that hasn't been, like, one of those major nationwide stories, you know, that somebody picks up on, and it and it snowballs yeah. and, it, and it grows. Uh, so I'm not sure how much they've done that just yet. Um, you know, Californians, they were paying a 15% income tax. So I guess there's more money there uh, <laughs> to, to spend and go around. Uh, their TV deal, I don't think is as large as, as the Rockies, but nevertheless, the Padres are able to get more money from their fans. Well, and that's their TV deal might not exist in a few yeah, weeks. That's this, the other thing. <laughs> this is true. This yeah. is right. That 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 would be maybe an advantage that the Rockies have or a concern that they don't necessarily have. So um, I, I think uh, with with one of the things that, that Monfort was, was trying to point out was he doesn't want to raise ticket prices for his mm-hmm. fans. I mean, someone even came up to him. You know, he, he was very... Uh, you know, cordial. He was very nice with his time. Signed autographs for kids, yeah. you know. So what's your name? And, you know, what's the kid's How name on the ball? How many people were at this event? That's a good question. I didn't necessarily take a head count. Um, I'd say maybe 300. It's an event that they used to be, you know, a lot more at, and I guess just over time, mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of shrunk. Even though, again... still a, a really big turnout for, for any event. 8 a.m. on a Saturday in Greeley. Yeah, I don't people, do anything at 8 a.m. on a Saturday, <laughs> please. <laughs> and you don't do anything in Greeley. So, <laughs> I, I never, I never have. <laughs> it's 20 bucks to get in, too, on top okay. of that, and, you, you know, getting some raffle tickets to, to win some cause. cool prizes. It's for a great cause. For a so, great cause. Um, and they had a Hall of Famer, Tim Raines, there. Daryl Strawberry will be there next year. Ooh. So that's kind of a neat one. They were able to announce that. Maybe early. I'll maybe I'll go next year. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I mean, you you might get to talk to Dick Monfort. Well, does he go? Maybe not does again. he go every year? No, no. 2020 was the last time that that he was uh, mm. at one of those, and so um, he he likes showing up and, and supporting his community when he can. But yeah, like I said, he I like you know, he was he was signing autographs, which mm-hmm. was nice, and you know, people came up and say, "Hey, hey, Dick, please don't raise my ticket prices." You know, again, people said that. Sure. Yeah. And, and he, and he doesn't want to like, yeah, yeah. you get that part of, of business, but you know, there's kind of a, of a balance where if you have a better product on the field and you do have to raise your ticket prices, people are going to be okay with that. Now that will push us a, a sector of fans out, mm-hmm. or it might just say, you know, you're only going to maybe two games a year or just one. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he's proud of the fact that, you know, if you include the rock pile in, in all the stadium seats, you know they're they're towards the cheapest in all of Major League Baseball. You take you take the rock pile out; they're still in the twenties. Yeah. So, uh, but I think ultimately fans will come out if you have a really great product, and I think that maybe should be more of the focus than well, let's do everything we can to not raise prices. Let's do everything we can to try to have a winning team. Yeah, and you know the product, whether or not it actually turns out to be a five hundred team, that's another thing. Right. But you know we we know. We know, and people who listen to the show know, that the prospects and looking towards the future, that is so what we're focused on right now because that is when things are going to be good, when all these prospects come to fruition. But, yeah, it's kind of hard to 
to see that, it, it would be hard for fans to pay higher prices to not see the results yet. Right. Yeah, you, you sort of have to wait for that to happen. Mm -hmm. And and yeah, there, there are some ways away. Uh, Monford loves Ezekiel Tovar. Yes. Big fan of Tovar. Uh, and Brenton Doyle. And Brenton Doyle was another one I was kind of surprised. He <laughs> I was yeah, kind he, of surprised. He'll be interesting. You know, he, he was only in AAA for a very brief amount of time, similar to Tolia. Mm -hmm. Tolia, of course, did still have a month with the Rockies. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tovar was just there for a moment before finishing up the like the final week plus mm -hmm. with the Rockies. Doyle didn't get that opportunity, but Doyle is a player that I mean, we there's been buzz about him. He's got these five tools. Um, he does have flaws, um, but you know he can go and get it out in center field. So you know it, it, it's going to be helpful if if you've got that many outfielders. That was another element too that that Monfort opened up on as far as Brandon Nimmo. The biggest thing I think was just the was financially. You know I, I think. You know, going into the offseason, it seemed like maybe they would make a play for him. That does mean now you're paying big money to two outfielders. Mm -hmm. We understand, um, you know, kid from Wyoming, a guy that they really had wanted to draft in 2011. A local and, and Everyone's actual, local. <laughs> I know. He's out of state, <laughs> but he's actually local. That's about <laughs> as close as we can come. If you at least border Colorado, we're okay with calling you a local kid. Chris Bryant, maybe not so much. But... You, you understand, you know, where the Nimmo piece comes from. Yeah. But then you see the price tag. You know that the Mets are going to be in on him. Mm -hmm. They did pay a, a pretty penny. Um, it's and hard to compete financially with the Mets. Uncle Steve's got the money. And he is just spending it erratically. Yes. And Uncle Dick, he's a little more conservative. Yes. He is. Um, he's who, the uncle who gives you a savings bond, not a $100 bill. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Hold on to this until you're 18 and you can buy your first used car with it. I think we all I'm have, actually very happy we all have with that story. Analogy. Yeah, I mean, we all all have that story. That, that's how we got ours. We cashed in those those bonds from uh, our christening or, or what have you. Oh my gosh, I have so many bonds that I've never cashed in. There you go. You could buy a, a really nice. They're like a million years old. You could buy a, a nice Toyota Camry from like the late '90s with with that if you uh, if you decide <laughs> to cash in. But you know he, uh, he likes Doyle. But but talked about again if you go ahead and acquire a player like Brandon Nimmo. Mm -hmm. uh, then, uh, then, then you're going to be you're going to be blocking a lot of those young players, and yeah. that's what they don't want to do. That's what Bill Schmidt said. He feels there's three center fielders right now in the organization between Doyle, Montgomery, who's on the way, and he wants to, he wants Zach Veen to be a center fielder. Mm -hmm. He does. He did acknowledge the fact that yeah, no, the the organization thinks that he's going to be more of a corner outfielder, and I think he will be too. Mm -hmm. um, but again, if you could be a, a goal. I mean, look at a guy like Mookie Betts. You throw him in center field, you're going to feel confident in him in center. Mm -hmm. But if he's in right, well, then now you got yourself a gold glover there. So yeah. uh, I think that's uh, that's a perfectly fitting situation um, for for the future of the franchise. But you got a ways to go. A and, ways and, and, to go. And people people aren't happy about that. And people aren't and happy about it. it. And it's like, you know, we get that, you know, yeah, the prospects are coming up. So why would we spend more than the little amount that the Rockies have spent this offseason? Sure. When we have these things coming up and we don't want to block all that talent. Yeah. You'd have to get really creative and, and maybe they will here in the next year. But really the creativity and I put quotations around that, and, and we've been saying it for a while. The creativity was in 2022 and in 2021, mm -hmm. acknowledging that this was not a team that you were going to get a postseason contender out of over the course of the next three or four seasons. Mm -hmm. And that was absolutely true. And instead of trying to get as many pieces as you can to either try to expedite this process of building for the future, they just sat back and said, well, we don't want to upset the fans, and the fans aren't going to pay the prices. And again, um, 
you understand, he does not like the word rebuild. Yeah, that I is a to, bad word. We know that he doesn't like the concept of rebuilding because we don't see those crashes like other teams do. They they stay right in the middle, which but he's, again. But he said direct quote, I hate the word rebuilding. Quote no, he he was I said, I I look, we're talking about rebuilding. And he just jumped in and said, I hate that word. I hate that word. You know what I don't hate? The corner of Colfax in York. That is where the DNV, DNVR That's bar is. That's not a quote from Dick Montfort, right? No, it is not. Okay. I overheard it, and he was standing in the corner. <laughs> he said, the DNVR bar is fantastic. So I'm not sure who said it. So I can only say it's alleged. <laughs> uh, but no, if you are a diehard, you get 15% off uh, all your drinks uh, all your food that you're here. I mean, it's it's absolutely fantastic. And if you want to pick up the tab, I mean, everyone in your party, why not? Boom, 15% off on that, 20% off all shirts. Uh, we've got a Nuggets party bus coming up here uh, early in February, February 4th, I want to say. Boom. That's soon. That's 20% off. You're going to get at dnvrlocker.com. A new shirt each and every year that your uh, diehard membership continues. Uh, can't beat that. Extra raffle tickets at all the watch parties. It's going to be great. I... Uh, I know we haven't really made any plans yet. We still got two weeks, mm-hmm. but there's probably plans going on behind the scenes. We just might not know about it. Super Bowl 57. That'll be it. And DraftKings Sportsbook is the way to go. Counting down the battle in who, Arizona. Who is more excited for Super Bowl 57 than this girl right here? Everyone in Kansas City. I don't know. This is like their third Super Bowl in four years. So You know what? No one is as passionate as the Philly fans. This is true. No matter what. The Eagles could go to the Super Bowl every year and it would be that messy every year. I've never seen a drum of KY Jelly anywhere in and around Kansas City. So that lets you know about the passion because you don't have to slather up the poles in Kansas City. I don't think that's what they use in Philly. Well, in Philadelphia, there there were drums sent to Philadelphia during the World Series. You remember that there's drums of KY Jelly that I was actually, because uh, I know the police use Crisco. Yeah. <laughs> Well, KY was trying to get in their product, push it, but they've never I sent any to totally, Kansas City. I totally missed this. Uh, yeah, totally they've never needed out. to because maybe those fans don't care. If you are in Philadelphia right now, or if you have a picture of yourself next to one of those drums, please send it in. Uh, and if you're a new customer, <laughs> guess what? We'll hook you up with a nice deal. All you got to do is sign up to DraftKings Sportsbook using code DNVR, and you place a $5 bet on Super Bowl 57. You got two weeks to do it. When that bad boy hits, boom, $200 in free bets instantly from DraftKings Sportsbook. They got the stepped-up same-game parlays, so if you want to do all kinds of stuff with the coin toss, I mean, the prop bets are going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Link all of those things up, uh, and it's going to be fantastic, up to 100% boost on that. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Again, use promo code DNVR. New customers bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook and only with code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. It's probably a good thing that Cincinnati didn't get in. Wow. What is this Ohio snubbing happening right now? That's probably important that that's the case. That's it. Um, yeah. Do you, are you picking of the? I didn't mean to interrupt you finishing up. I was getting excited because I was like, "Ooh, are we picking a DraftKings pick of the week?" Yes, and they've got a nice DraftKings special right there on the main page. It's the way to go. Defense wins championships. We know that. Well, either teams' defense or special teams. That's where you had me won. Or special teams make a big play in Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Either defense or special teams scores a touchdown. Yeah, plus two seventy five. Take that. Nice. Take that. 
It's it's almost always special teams will will get something going in there. Yeah. I, I haven't looked at the numbers exactly, but it feels at least 50% of Super Bowls, you've got one or more of those things happen. If not both of them, you could probably even bet on both of them. But I'm going to go with my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. Defense wins championships. Defense or special teams scores a touchdown in Super Bowl 57. Either side, Kansas City or Philadelphia, plus 275. Lock that bad boy in. That is, that's a fun little bet going there. That's juicy. Let's look at some it's of these comments. Juicy. Because we've got we've got plenty of folks uh jumping in. Yeah, we actually do have such an active chat commenting today. and uh and we want to give some shout outs. Uh Junior G Martinez says these are top prospects that he will trade away. Rockies actually don't trade their prospects at all. The Rockies That's kind of a problem. are hoarders. They are. Um your prospects until they become suspects. And then you, if you hold on to them too long, they kind of lose some of their cachet. In fact, go back and look at the trades that uh, Jeff Breidich made in 2017 and 2018 at the trade deadline. None of those guys really became anything. I mean, the Pat Neshek deal, J.D. Hammer did debut mm -hmm. with the Phillies, came back to the organization, the Rockies, uh, last year uh, on a minor league deal and was with Albuquerque. But other than that, Pedro Gonzalez, mm -hmm. you, did you see him with Texas when they got uh, Jonathan Lucroy? No, so, um, you know, they, they might need to trade more of them. They might need to be a little more aggressive on the trade front uh, with more of those. Um, yeah, what else do we have? Yeah, Tiff, what are some other good ones that, that jump out at you exactly? Sell the team already or promote a AAA team to take oh their place. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, it's not that they strive to be 500. I, I don't know that they strive enough to be a World Series type of contender. You, mm -hmm. You've got to do, you got to break a couple eggs in doing that. Mm -hmm. um, and Momfort, you know, he, he loves loves Bill Schmidt, loves the loyalty that, that Schmidt has. He is a Rockies lifer. Um, one of the things that he said that, again, I'm only interpreting from his comments is, you know, we, we talked about dream general manager scenarios, right? And there's a lot of big name guys that, they they would more likely than not stay away from a small market club like the Rockies, mm -hmm. but some young 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 folks, right, men or women um, from Tampa Bay or Houston, you say, oh, let's get them in there. They're hungry. They might be too hungry because, uh, as as was kind of mentioned or alluded to, those folks they want to make their mark as a general manager for a small market club, only to move on to a more larger market club, yeah. leave the Rockies in They're the dust. They're not in it for the long term. And Bill Schmidt is. Yeah. Bill Schmidt's a loyalty guy. So that's you a, see that that's loyalty. That's a point that I have not heard before. This yeah. is interesting. So you're going to have to, you know, make some trades. That that Brendan Rodgers deal, which, you know, that it didn't get very far. It was interesting. You know, Cabrera for Rodgers. It didn't get very far. It wasn't anything that, you know, Dick Monfort kind of shot down. It was really just in the early part of the, the conversation. Mm -hmm. um, but that's the kind of deal where you go, hey, you have to trade. You have to give a little to get some. Yeah. So, you know, giving away a guy who's been with your organization since – they were in high school since 2015, almost a decade. But again, if you want to win a championship and if you can recognize, ah, we don't have as much starting pitching, it's much further away. There are a lot younger starting pitchers. The bats are a lot closer to the big leagues. You have to make a difficult choice like that. And the Rockies, you know, err on the side of that loyalty. And so mm -hmm. um, it, it's going to be hard to make those, those larger moves um, to go all in to try to win that World Series. And again, going back to that deadline in 2017 and 2018, they, they took the Dodgers to the brink, mm -hmm. and they, they didn't do it. Who did they bring in? Drew Butera, you know, backup catcher. Mm -hmm. Sung Wan Oh was great. Um, they liked the fact that he had another year on his deal. 
And they coaxed Matt Holiday out of retirement. Okay, it's a nice name. What a year that was. But yeah, but but who else was out there that you could have acquired that really could have, you know, Rogers or JT Ramuto was was one of those in and around that timeline. So mm-hmm. um, that was kind of wild. Um, where are the Rockies' top prospects rated as far as Baseball America goes? Four guys right now in the top 100 on MLB Pipeline. It's the same four guys that are in the top 100. So that's really strong. Um, and again... Top 100 is, is guys that are going to be, you know, more elite or more uh, driven to to possibly becoming all stars. But um, there's plenty of other guys in the organizations that are going to be good fillers, or you might get an all star appearance out of them. So really, when you see the farm system rankings, those are the big ones. The farm system rankings to see where the Rockies are at compared, because the guys at the the the, the top of the list, the the top four, they're going to do a lot of heavy lifting. But if there's no depth, right? If you've you've traded everybody else away, or there's a lot of question marks about the rest of the organization. You're not going to be featured quite as high. Mm-hmm. And I think the Rockies are going to be high because they have a lot of depth. Only the four maybe true superstars right now, mm-hmm. but that can change because Tovar was not one of those guys this time last year, and he made a big jump. Yeah, that is a good point. Um, so, yeah, I know he mentioned uh, – the top prospects and how we should have even had more guys on that list of top prospects. How yeah. is he feeling about the minor league system as a whole? Well, he's, you know, he's very happy with the, with the farm system in general. Um, Chris Forbes doing a really nice job. Uh, he did, did talk briefly about analytics saying there's probably about seven or eight right now, uh, mm-hmm. working with the team. Um, some from home, some at the ballpark. Uh, but you know, I, I think he's happy in general, you know, did, did trot out the fact that the Rockies did have the second best, winning percentage in the minor leagues, which again, what does that mean for the Rockies? What does that mean for major league baseball? Mm -hmm. Nothing, but it does say like, Hey, things are pointing in the right direction. Mm -hmm. You know, that 17, 18 squad, they were boosted a lot by a a 2013 Asheville tourist squad that won the South Atlantic league. And that core of guys were kind of used to winning and Mm -hmm. they brought that with them everywhere they went. And that's a good energy. That's a exactly. That's the energy that they kind of want now say, Hey, let's, let's see if we can, try to win more ball games rather than just develop players or have them go out there and, and figure things out, make mistakes. That's still going to happen. You still of want course. that to happen, but actually let's put a little bit more emphasis on winning. Um, and since Bill Schmidt has taken over, they've actually done that a lot. Uh, so I think that's been pretty important. Yeah. And you know what? I actually, I like that. I do always believe very strongly in, you know, winning breeds more winning. Oh yeah, absolutely. These guys are just down there in the minors winning games. Matthew points out, wow, someone doesn't like the term of rebuild. Sounds like another Denver franchise in the Broncos, which has done great. Um, yeah, they're, 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 well, I don't know if the they're Broncos necessarily rebuild. I mean, I guess they're, they're always rebuilding if they're not winning the Super Bowl. But yeah. you can, but in a, I almost feel like in a rebuild in, in football, you're rebuilding something very quickly and you, you can have something quickly. Whereas baseball, it just takes longer to rebuild. That is so true. To rebuild, it's, it's a full step backwards. Whereas I feel like in the NFL, you're just moving a bunch of pieces around and you go, okay, now, now how, how do these blocks look? Is this a better foundation? Oh, it is. In baseball, it just takes a lot longer mm-hmm. to possibly do that. So he doesn't like that word. He, he said, point blank, we will never tank. We will never do that. Um, I, I, he did have a long answer and I, I did almost want to ask sort of, you know, more why not. I mean, he did explain uh, about... You know, fans not showing up and, and not being proud of your product. But that is one of the few strategies the Rockies have never tried. Mm-hmm. And we are at the point here at year 30 that, okay, we're going to have to wait until 2025, 2026, 2027 mm-hmm. to see what this next core of prospects do. If they, don't, if they don't succeed, if that doesn't work, 
And I understand it's it's a smaller sample size as far as uh, you know one crop of prospects. Mm-hmm. You have to consider just about everything. If you want to win a World Series, mm-hmm. you have to say, well, what haven't we done that if we did this, it could give us a chance? We could fall flat on our face. He, Monfort did mention the Kansas City Royals. Like, well, he, he didn't say they were tanking the 2000s. In fact, he point blank said that they weren't. And they, and they weren't. They just sucked. They lost 100 <laughs> games, four to five seasons. And they had all these top prospects and, and a good farm system. And it didn't finally come to fruition until 2015. Mm-hmm. And now we're eight years down the line, and they still stink. So it maybe it worked. Maybe it didn't for them. But it's better than what they've been trying to do. It's something. Mm-hmm. It, it is something. Or, or whatever the next big strategy is. I still think you can tank, even with the draft lottery. But the risk, I guess, is, like, the relationship between the Rockies product and the fan base right now is so strained. Ever since the Nolan Arenado incident, it has just been at an absolute rock bottom. And uh, maybe, I would guess, you know, maybe the other perspective on why not you shouldn't tank. Right. Imagine you tank and the product is so awful, but you never really get to the heights you want to get to. You never get to that World Series in that tanking process. Sure. That would be detrimental. Sure. And and that's the risk you take. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that that's the risk you take. But why did you make that risk to try to win a World Series? Yeah. Whereas right now, you I don't think anyone's looking at the Rockies going, they are trying to win a World Series right now. Mm-hmm. They're trying to almost get out of their way and, again, not sign a guy like Brandon Nimmo to block their prospects. So you get that. But what were they doing the last two years when it was very evident and very clear that this team was was not a contender? Mm-hmm. That was it is, is they've kind of realized what they should do two years late. That's the that's detrimental as well. That is, and yes. And that, that, that's really bad. Um, and that's probably why right now you can get really good prices on your tickets over at Game Time Tickets. It's... It's not the hottest newest site because we've been using it for a <laughs> while. You you've been using it. I've been using yeah. it. Yeah. Have you looked at Super Bowl tickets yet on Game Time? Oh, They're probably kinda, cheaper than anywhere else. We'll say I'm that. I'm kind of afraid to. You know, I'm gonna look them up right now while you're while you're talking. Yeah. Maybe maybe if there's a tailgate, we'll have to see if PHNX uh, if the if that crew down there will go ahead and get like a little tailgate. You're near the stadium. You wait until 60 minutes before kickoff, <laughs> and you get seats for like only a thousand or so. Yes. Like, but it's true. If you if you wait closer to the start of an event with game time tickets, you can get uh, up to 60% less than the face value. I've done it before. Seen shows uh, at, at Red Rock sold out for 15 bucks. Like it's proven to work. Um, even if, even if you're getting tickets way in advance, they've got a lot better prices. It's fantastic. 15 million folks have used them. Download the game time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Hit the link in our description to save Susie. How much for one of these Super Bowl tickets? All right, so I'm looking at single ticket prices right now for Super Bowl 57. Just to get in the door. Just to get in the door. um, The lowest ticket prices, $4,582. Okay, those are going to come down to like $4,300. No, those are going to come down because it's just like right away people are like, oh my God, I got to get my tickets. All right, put it up. Like, And then then someone will be like, well, I'd love to really offload my tickets, $4,400. Uh, well, I want mine to be seen first and be the cheapest, forty three hundred. Yeah. They'll come down. I don't know what what it'll be exactly uh, when it ends, but I know Game Time is going to have uh, the oh, best yes. situation for it. Highest no ticket doubt. price right now, club level, um, thirty one thousand dollars. And is club level not the last seat on the Eagles bench? Because I, I would I would hope for thirty plus thousand, last seat on the Eagles bench would be would be where you get to sit. I mean, put me in, coach. Actually, that's a great way to make some extra. Extra shells there, <laughs> no, if they ever yeah, needed just to. Just one bubble right here. Just one seat there. 
Oh, I forgot that when you turn the app, it um, turns the stadium too. Look, did you forget where to get Breck Brew? Because I have a great solution. Go Sometimes to breckbrew.com. Breckbrew.com, they got a Breck locator. Mm-hmm. You go in there, no matter where you're at in the United States, we've got folks uh, listening all over the world right now. We do. Because, again, he said- that is the power of this podcast. He said what? Yeah. I, I think it's more of the power of, of Dick Mumford, maybe. Maybe it's the two worlds colliding. It's probably a combination of both. And, and speaking of two worlds colliding, you've got Breck Brew and you've got the Denver Nuggets, the Mile High City Golden Ale Delish. Yes. How many of those bad boys did you pound on Friday? Uh, on Friday, on Saturday, on Sunday. Because I was here for all of the games all weekend. Yeah. <laughs> like I actually put like nine hour days of like hanging out in like all weekend. And you had some some ice cream, some some fruity drink or something, right? The some um uh, the ice cream the ice cream man. It's a it's a beer from Breck and it's so good. We're all obsessed with it. Gulping down that ice cream, man. All right. Yes. I was like, but it's it's strong. So I was like, okay, I'll have a sip, but like I will finish this after the show. <laughs> the ice cream man is strong. So careful when you mm. sip on no, it. No, it's like actually an incredible beer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Breck does amazing thing because besides having all Colorado ingredients made here in Colorado, mm-hmm. it's made with 100% renewable energy. Check them out, breckbrew.com. And check out Jive Hive. Um, maybe taking things like to a level which you probably could have never dreamed because now instead of having to drive down in the snow, it snowed closer to me. It didn't snow quite as much down here in Denver, but if it's a snowy day or it's a one degree type day, you don't have to go out. You can go to jivehive.com, J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E. I got the Jive Hive wool cap on right now yeah you're matching Uh, which is also what a genius business idea this is it is i will never need to leave my house again that's it yeah (laughs) smoke up toke up stay warm with the hat or with jive hive (laughs) that's the place to go look it's got convenience pricing right because it's not brick and mortar so they got lower costs privacy and security so you can order no one knows who you are no one's uh, using any of that uh, face training technology when you walk into places. Yeah. That's the thing that's been going around a lot. But you don't have to worry about that because they'll deliver it right to your home. Yes. It's fantastic. They've got loca- locations serving Monument, Falcon, Peyton, Fountain, Woodland Park, Security, Widefield, Aurora, Greenwood Village. Those are all real locations in Colorado. Some of them sound fake, but they are all real. They were all real, yes. <laughs> uh, I'll have to play a game show. Which of these are real locations for Jive Hive? All of them are actually where you could go. Jivehive.com, J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E. Go ahead and use promo code DNVR so they can hook you up real nice-like. I like that. I would love a game where you list off Colorado towns and I have to guess if they're real or not. Um, Moab. Not Colorado. Rifle. Probably. Parachute. No. Yes. Uh, you got did two I, out of three. Two out of three. That's good. Two out of three? Yeah. What you did never, I, have you never been to Moab? There's a Moab, Colorado? No, Moab, Utah. No, but, I said list of Colorado towns. Right. Have you ever been to Moab? No, comma, I have not. Utah. I oh. would not go. Why not? Moab's great. I don't know. It was in the news a lot for... <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, that doesn't surprise I me. <laughs> that does not surprise me with Moab. Uh, one of the other interesting things yeah. uh, that I asked, I asked two things that were kind of a little bit left of center, but... Mm-hmm. It was what was on my mind in that moment, especially because so much other stuff had been covered. Mm-hmm. The uh, advertising patches said, "How are we? Ma- how are you making some some headway on the advertising yeah, patches?" A couple of other teams have them already. Yep, and, not and too many. There was one team I can't remember who it was said, "Like we might not have them this year. We might not get them until next year." Mm-hmm. I think maybe 
Again, it's such a newer concept. Maybe wait for some other teams to set the market prices to figure out what's what. That's the could thing. be difficult. How do you? How does a how does a company even know how much this is worth? Exactly. Yeah. So they're, they're going to kind of wait. Uh, well, I don't know if the Rockies are going to wait, but there was a team said that they might be waiting. Again, it's probably a negotiating ploy. There were mm. uh, a couple of, of negotiating ploys uh, I was privy to that I sort of have to leave it at that. Um, but nevertheless, uh, the Patches will kind of wait and see how that'll that'll go down. Um, Monfort did say that, you know, he sort of wished that that was something that the owners uh, had, had pooled that money together. So there'll be a, not a patch, but, you know, a sticker uh, a decal on the helmets that's, you know, it's going to be an MLB um, sponsor and all the teams will split that. You sort of said, hey, we probably should have done that for the patches too. So, you know, you can get it in your market, yeah. but then that money still goes into a pool to spread around because again, mm-hmm. teams like the Dodgers, the Yankees, they're going to get two, three times as much than the Rockies will. And so that's, you know, kind of an unfortunate disadvantage. Yeah. Um, that, and then I also had to ask about Charlie Blackman's number 19, you know, we, I'm we talked so about it. I'm so glad you asked. Cause yeah, this is something that we've been talking about and I liked, I liked his answer. Yeah. He said, oh, that, that sounds about right. Um, Patrick Saunders followed up says, well, well, who actually makes that decision? Is that you? And he didn't say exactly that it, that it was him. He was like, no, it just gets brought up. So it sounds like, you know, he probably has the final word. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I think, you know, he listens to his, his team of, of colonels and what have you uh, as far as, you know, <laughs> what should happen. But he said, yeah, you know, he's, he's been tendered uh, second longest tenured Rocky uh, after Todd Helton. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been, you know, a quirky guy, very emblematic of this, this team that has played, you know, really long. Now, if Charlie decides he wants to play longer and, and, or, and or the Rockies don't have that extension, because I've been saying that was one of my hot take predictions, um, 20 predictions for 23, that Charlie would sign a, an extension. So two-year deal worth, say, $17 million. He's already getting $10 million this year. Give him $7 million next year to you know, tutor the young guys. Um, I think that would be super positive. That could more than likely allow him to finish his career as a Rocky. But if he wants to play another year, and let's say he goes to Atlanta, right? Say, oh, I'm, I'm from there. Or, or the Rangers even play with John Gray. I was born in the Dallas area. Now he's not, he's no longer a, a career Rocky mm. in that aspect. Just like Cargo is not a career Rocky because he did finish up with the Cubs and with Cleveland mm-hmm. there in 2019. And so we'll kind of wait and see if, if Charlie gets an extension to prevent that. If Bud Black gets an extension, sounds like they, they'll talk about that in spring. So he's not a, a lame duck candidate there with, with one year left. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buddy Bell was a guy that didn't really care for kind of, you know, having one year left and you go on a five game losing streak. Hey, you worried about your job or, you know, have any conversations about what's going on? You don't want that distraction as a manager. No, you do not. You do not. So that would be helping the situation out. And it sounds like, you know, it's, it, we've said it before, Buddy can pretty much be the manager as, as long as he wants. Um, and so that mm-hmm. means if he sticks around for the, these next group of young guys coming up through the majors, and if he wants to still be here, then it sounds like he's going to be given that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a conversation. What a day you had. It was. It was a lot. It was a lot <laughs> to take in and, and go back, listen to the audio two or, or three times. Um, it was a lot. Yeah. Yankee Fernandez got a couple shout outs in there as far as really? prospects. <laughs> Zach Veen uh, did get a mention. Monfort mm-hmm. uh, also said that this was kind of a, in, in that conversation uh, about the, the Marlins Rockies deal that never really got off the ground, that this was a pivotal year for Rodgers. And, and, and we've kind of been saying that because, you know, we've seen so many players get traded with three years left of team control. It used to be, you know, hey, if you get a guy with one year left, 
you get a guy for one year. That's great. That's uh, that's a year that you're going to have him for 162 games to go to the postseason. Mm-hmm. Two years is better. Now teams want a guy for three years. Look at uh, case in point, the Sean Murphy deal. Like that was mm-hmm. that was three years out. So Rogers is three years out right now. They're not going to trade him. They're going to wait um, until he's two years out. I mean, that's what happened with Kyle Freeland, Ryan McMahon, Antonio Senzatella. It didn't happen with Toppy. They ended up trading him. Mm-hmm. But like those are the things. When you get to the three or two years left in arbitration, that's when you got to decide: Are you going to get off the pot, or are you going to actually do the thing you're supposed to do while you're on the pot? Shit. Shit, shit's the thing. <laughs> I was trying to do it without getting into it, and you had that look of like, is this another Jive Hive ad? No, I, it's, sometimes I don't know what Patrick's talking about. Um, I didn't. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not familiar with that expression. Oh, I feel like that's. I feel like that was invented in Philly. I am not. <laughs> I'm not familiar with that expression, but that it, that was what an analogy. I'll say this: the one thing that I was <laughs> that I that I thought was, I don't know, refreshing. But y- you saw his passion because. He went off on a rant about Kyle Freeland losing out on the 2018 Cy Young Award. You know, the fact he won 17 games, had a sub three ERA Mm -hmm. at Coors Field. Like, we may never see that happen again. His his ERA for the season was sub three, but then at Coors Field, it was also under three. Mm -hmm. You know, goes out and, um, you know, leads the Rockies, pushes the Dodgers to the brink. Game 163 in the last eight years, the Rockies have been the only team that have come that close. Yeah. Uh, Wins the wild card game, unfortunately. Um, You know, he wins it in in, in, uh, Chicago or uh, starts that game, does fantastic, Mm -hmm. shutting the Cubs down there in the NL wild card game in 2018. That's after the votes go in. But you look and say, he wasn't first, he wasn't second, he wasn't third, he was fourth. That's one where if you're holding it against Todd Helton and Larry Walker and saying, ah, they got all of this benefit at hitting at Coors Field. Well, then don't the pitchers have a disadvantage? Can we talk about that and give them some credit? I hate that double standard so much. Who was even ahead of Kyle Freeland in that Cy Young class? I I think it was DeGrom. I think he won it that year. But again, you're not going to get the credit that you deserve for that kind of work. And... Uh, it's an unfortunate fair. double standard. It, yeah. It's a very unfortunate double standard. Um, it's art. It's impossible here. Yeah, it is absolutely impossible to make these people happy. Sure. Yeah. It's it's kind of the least of uh, of the worries uh, that they should be having <laughs> right now because again, yeah. winning ball games is kind of the uh, the way that it is. Two months until opening day today. Two months. Two months until opening day in San Diego at Petco Park. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how that all breaks down because uh, we still got two months, pitchers and catchers reporting in about two weeks, mm-hmm. February 15th. So soon. It's uh, it's going to be uh, pretty exciting. Ragnar, thank you for the comment and caring about what I have to say. We appreciate it. Um, <laughs> it was a, it was a wild, wild weekend uh, for, for numerous reasons. So yeah. this, this will keep us warm. I think for a while, at least until opening day, Plenty this, more comments about the comments. I Comments about the comments. I'm so glad that we... Because you don't always get to hear. You don't often get to sure. hear from the owner of your team no. during this time of year. Monfort does speak... Uh, he he has made himself a little bit more available than some some other owners. Obviously, mm-hmm. way more than John Angelos of the Orioles, who did it three times. Mm-hmm. Once of which was on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Didn't want to talk about it. And then twice was to announce a concert. Monfort has made himself you know, more available than that mm-hmm. over the years. So uh, we'll give him credit. But uh, anytime an owner speaks, you know, people listen. And mm-hmm. it's always going to be curious. It's always going to ruffle some feathers on on one side or another because 
you know, we, we have our opinions on, on how we would do things or mm-hmm. what should be done or an interpretation of something. And, um, you know, an owner has their own. So that's what uh, can be fun, but also challenging about you know sports what? and sports media. But at least nothing that Dick Montfort has ever said is nearly as bad as the stuff the Reds owner says. Yes, this is true. <laughs> like not even close. Yeah. He Montfort loves Colorado. Yeah. He he doesn't he doesn't want the Rockies to move. Mm-hmm. Like that, you know, for everyone saying, "Hey, sell the team, sell the team." He probably wouldn't sell the team just for the simple fact that he'd be worried that somebody might want to move it. Mm-hmm. Unless it was somebody that was here in Colorado, unless it was like Stan Kroenke or something. Mm-hmm. But even then, he's moved teams in the past, so there's no guarantee he's going to pass it down to his kids. That's his right, but Yeah. Um he he loves his Rockies. He does. <laughs> he does. He does. And we love the Rockies. We do. Look at us. We talk we about do. them every day. Every day, man. On Twitter is, is where it's going down. At DNVR underscore Rockies. At Patrick D. Lyons is where I'm at. And you can find me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. This has been something. It's been something, Patrick. Uh, it's been wonderful but uh, and momentous. But you know what they say about momentum? Patrick, what do they say about momentum? It's only as good as your next show. So we will talk to you tomorrow at 11 a.m. on the DNVR Sports Channel on YouTube.